This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the one and only show on the internet where we dare to talk about things that no one else will touch, like TV, movies, fantasy, sci-fi, dragons, and space lasers. And boy, howdy, do we have a show for you today. I am Dan Selke, the editor of WinnersComing.net. I am here with Daniel Roman, the other editor of WinnersComing.net. And first of all, hey, everyone. Hey, Martha. Hey, Julie. Hey, Robert. Thanks for joining us on this very auspicious day because we have a brand new trailer for House of the Dragon to watch. Daniel Roman, what do you think about that? Oh, man, I think it's wonderful. Um, You (laughs) know, we kind of we were talking earlier about that we might see this trailer like over the weekend because they're at Comic-Con. But no, HBO was benevolent. They must Mm -hmm. have looked at our podcast schedule and said, hey, let's make it easy on these guys and release it on their podcast day. So, yeah, I'm stoked. We have dragons to talk about. Finally, we've seen them. It's pretty good. And by the way, also, hello to uh, over on our YouTube stream, uh, uh, LCH Jeremy 33. Yeah, honest to God, let's just be honest. Uh, San Diego Comic-Con is this weekend. San Diego Comic-Con is this weekend. And um, big event, big, I can't even say it once at a moderate pace. <laughs> it's a huge pop culture event. Everyone's going to be there debuting new trailers, revealing new things. But it's over the weekend, and I don't know, I'd rather be at the beach or playing Elden Ring. So it's nice that we have this out right now so we don't have to kill ourselves over the weekend of it. And of course, we want to watch it yeah. because it's happening. We got a Game of Thrones prequel show coming at us live, or rather pre-recorded and then, and then aired on HBO and HBO Max in just a month. It's really happening, and yeah, let's let's. What do you say we just let the trailer rip, and we can break it down as we watch it along with all of you wonderful folks out there? Yeah, I think that sounds good. If if you want to break down some trailer, you are in the right place, Julie. I'm with you on the goosebumps. So, but let us all get goosebumps together. All right, shall we just let's <laughs> let's let's hit it? So okay. let's do it. So first, we have the preliminary. This is the beginning, not the real trailer, but it's good. To, like it's got a little breathe. Yeah. Just breathe, breathe deeply before we begin. House the dragon. Game of Thrones prequel. So also, you know, we'll say at the top, the trailer did not look too dark. I thought I wasn't um, roiling with rage over not. how dark it is, which I'm very happy. Yeah. So here we have kind yeah, of there a, are a lot of brighter shots. Ooh, you can. Uh, you can, can we here, pause on those guys fighting? So the trailer opens. We got to pause. Yeah, we can pause. Ooh, that's a good pause shot. Left and God, right. It does look good, doesn't it? I mean, this, I think, now yeah. we know, this is like a scene from the first episode where Damon's in a joust of some kind. They want to give us a bit of action because I don't think the premiere was going to have much in the way of battles, dragon fights, or even kids getting pushed out windows. So they got to have some kind of yeah. uh, jousty thing to do. Yeah, so this, I I am pretty sure now at this point, um, because we've gotten to confirm the Great Council of 101 is happening near the beginning of the show. Um, Viserys gets named King there and then they mm. hold a joust at maiden pool or they hold a tourney at maiden oh, pool you know to celebrate 
Yes. Yes, I do. And I, I'm pretty sure that this is from that. Damon gets his sword Dark Sister knocked out of his hand by Kristen Cole, who we're going to see later in this trailer. And then Kristen Cole gets named Rhaenyra's sworn sword. So I think that's what we're seeing here is Kristen and um, Damon going at it. Pretty cool. He wins the battle thing. Um, it's also, we, we have this cool narration at the top about Damon kind of narrating the how he, I think it's Damon, how he dreamed. I, it sounds like him. That, yeah, it sounds like Matt's because it sounds like Doctor that he dreamed that he would sit the Iron Throne and it's very evocative, which I liked. I did not mind that at all. Yeah, the Targaryens are all big the on their dreams. Roared at once. Ooh, see, that's nice. Yeah, I'm getting the sense from this trailer that the show is going to take a pretty heavy tone, which is appropriate. Yeah, because it's a very. I mean, this this is a tragedy. I don't know in like the proper sense. I'm sure there's some dictionary definition of tragedy. That I don't know, but uh, it's heavy. And so it's full of portentous, pretty tragic <laughs> narration. Here, Most of I the like. people involved. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a fan too. It seems like they're not shying away from um, the Shakespearean nature of the story. Go for um, it. Go for the Sean, melodrama. Uh, over on the YouTube fight gives me Ned Stark versus Arthur Dane vibes. Yeah. I agree oh, with that. Yeah. Oh, Sean Daly. Cool. All right. Shall we hit it? Shall we carry? Yeah. Okay, carry on. I, I also love the armor. I, I think it looks really good. So we got Rhaenyra, young Rhaenyra in the background. Oh, can I, I want to pause Same. really quick? You know what he says when he says, I put my blank on the throne? Is it his heir? Do listen closely? Because this point, he's like saying, Damon is um, saying, I saw it. It was clearer than a memory. I put my word inaudible on the Iron Throne. And then he went, and then all the dragons roared, roared at once. Without re-listening to it right this second, I thought he said air. Um, Brandon on the YouTube says he thinks it's Patty Considine that's talking. It could be. We we have to really. It could be. It, it's, uh, you know, low and mumbly enough <laughs> that it's hard to be 100% certain. But we'll find out. Okay. Soon. We'll find but out. Yeah, soon. I okay. thought it was air. It made it more sense. But I'm like, what do you mean you put your air on the Iron Throne? Like you lifted. The, I guess you could if they're a kid. Whatever. We'll see. Okay. Continue. Plopped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, pause this. Definitely pause the big old building, the dome building. I swear we will. We'll just be pausing. pausing. Yeah. Okay. I, the, my favorite thing about the trailer are these wide shots. I think these are really pretty and beautiful. This is King's Landing 200 years yeah. ago. And that is the dragon pit, which we visited in Game of Thrones as a smoldering, well, not smoldering, as a ruin that's just like dilapidated, falling apart, not taken care of. But there it is in its glory days. Um, on the third hill of King's Landing, looking complete, looking big, housing all the Targaryen dragons under there. That's just cool. Like that building was not there in Game of Thrones. It's long gone, but here it is. And it looks just great. Yes, it does. And that's Rhaenyra and Cyrax flying toward it. So presumably going to stable her dragon there because there's a whole culture and economy and Mm -hmm. the dragons are an active part of kind of the lay of the land in a lot of different ways. That's something that got talked about in a few different features leading up to this trailer. So yeah, I'm excited. I like these wide shots too. I'm a fan. I love them. All right. Continue. This one too is great. Beautiful. Let me just pause, but okay. Oh, pause it right there in that wide shot of um, the small council people. It's just nice to see the small council again, isn't it? 
It's good to see a bunch of people sitting on the table. And I mean, okay, I'll say this. This shot is kind of dark, but it, but it's like there's like light and dark to it. So I'm okay. So I, I, I'm okay with this. Yeah. We got the King Viserys. We got Otto Hightower, his hand. Oh, they're even seated where they used to be during the old times. Oh, that's so cute. And we have his small council <laughs> there, the Grand Maester. Because like, yeah, the, the king Valerian. sits next to, of course, Corvus Valerian. And they're talking about the succession. Who should succeed King Viserys? There are different yes. opinions on it. I just liked seeing um, a good old small council meeting again. It warmed the cockles yeah. of my heart. Yeah, same. Uh, I The small council is always so fun. And it's nice to see, you know, <laughs> not one that's run by Joffrey. Like, uh, leaves a little well, more room fun. for people yeah, those were fun, um, but maybe some more uh, interesting discourse gonna gonna happen in these uh, because this scene here, they're basically trying to convince Viserys to rethink his choice on his heir because Damon Targaryen is his heir, and Otto doesn't like that very much. His younger um, brother, hot-headed, yeah. mercurial, as you are fond of 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 writing. He is. He is indeed. And we don't need to rewind to this, but I just I, I'd be mad at myself if I didn't say it. I love that <laughs> dragon statue that we got like one or two scenes back, just like on the street in King's Landing. I'm so excited. I get chills Ooh, every that time cool. that shot comes on. I can't wait to see all of the different little bits of dragon decor that are going to be worked into the, the buildings and, and kind of the cities and stuff. I didn't even notice that. Okay, I'll go back and watch it later, though. Don't, don't go back to it. Okay, instead, go forward with the trailer. Onward. Thank you, Richard. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You are a blessing. Oh, here we have that Jows. Dame looked pretty cool in his little armor. Young Rhaenyra. Ooh, yeah. okay. Pause on them. Turning at Maidenpool. Turning at Maidenpool. Okay, I'll get that in my head. Because, you know, so often if, if anyone else were adapting this show, I, I don't think they would bother with kind of the turning at Maidenpool. I think they would just say, like, let's have a Joust. This guy, Ryan Conville, has been so careful yeah. about kind of uh, being close to George R. R. Martin's vision. He's talked a lot about how he wants to as much as possible. I bet it is the Tony Maiden pool. I bet he got the detail right. I hope. Which, which, which is cool. I mean, frankly, I didn't even know that, but I um, am impressed and happy that you do. And here we have young Renero <laughs> Targaryen played by Millie Alcock, who I believe I have gotten that right, and her um, yep. her gay husband, Lenor Valerian, which might explain why they both look so sad. Political marriage, it happens. They're related and he's gay. That, yes. That's that's what we call a twofer in Westeros. But, you know, you got to you got to <laughs> join the houses somehow. Yeah. And I don't know if they're going to be 
you know, they obviously they do get married. I We don't know if they're married at this point. This could be pretty early on in them getting to know each other. I'm kind of curious how they're going to handle Rhaenyra and Lenor's marriage, because I didn't remember it happened this late. But apparently she didn't marry him till she was like 16. It was kind of a you need to get married. And if she had already presumably lost her virginity to Damon by that point, because he was mm. trying to teach her how her to uncle, please Kristen Cole. Yeah. So expect those kinds of things. You know, they but, were talking yeah, about, I'm curious to see what the dynamic Sorry, is with these two. Okay. So uh, let's, 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 let's bring this up because um, there was a big article. <laughs> there was a couple of big articles in, in the Hollywood reporter where they're interviewing the showrunners, the cast about this and the, the, the notion of game of Thrones history of, you know, it, it's depiction of sexual violence, sexual assault, sexual dynamics, women in general came up and they said things to expect them to say mm-hmm. that, um, you know, they're making the show in 2021. That's when they made it. It's going to air in 2022. The landscape is different. I think we can expect a lot less shameless TNA, uh, which was kind of phased out yeah. by the time Game of Thrones reached the halfway point. Anyway, there is some really dicey stuff in this freaking show, though. I mean, you just said it. Rhaenyra Targaryen in the book, Millie Alcock, this young woman, um, has a relationship with her uncle, Matt Smith, Damon Targaryen, at a young age. And then she marries this, you know, um, ineligible bachelor, this uh, this lifelong cousin. bachelor at a uh, cousin at the age of 16. Um, it has a uh, mountain to climb if it wants to depict sexual mores and dynamics uh, in a way that doesn't make people either put their hand over their mouth in a gasp or run to Twitter to rail about the regressiveness of it all. Um, it's going to be a, a I think there will be some gasps. There'll be some gasps. Yeah. I mean, I, totally I assume agree. they're not going to be explicit about it. I don't think Game of Thrones will be explicit about it, or at least some of this stuff. But I mean, we might get a TV show of episode three. Matt Smith is having, I can't believe I'm saying this, doing <laughs> some things with his young niece. I don't know how they're going to handle that. I don't know if I want to see it. Yeah. It's going to be very tricky. It is definitely a question. And, you know, it's the book makes a lot of this stuff ambiguous. So the show can kind of lean in and out of that if it wants to. I feel like like they don't need to explicitly show lots of stuff. But in terms of I don't think what happens, that is still what happens. And so Ragnarok falls over on YouTube talking about you can't make a show like this PC. It'll ruin it. They have said they are not doing that. They're not trying to make it PC. They're going to lean into the things they need to, but they're going to try to do it intelligently. And I think Game of Thrones could kind of slip with that at times where it would have someone else said sex position where it would have sex stuff basically to fill time versus some other shows where the sex really drives things about the characters in important ways. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it'll be important for them to do that because you're right. The stuff with like young Rhaenyra and Damon, it's like, I don't know. I don't know how they can, how they're going to do that and have it not be horrific and be able to call it like respectable or something that you should give an Emmy to. Yeah, we'll see soon enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Julie, you're right. It, these kinds of things absolutely happened in medieval times. That's why they happen in Westeros. It's super inspired by it. But there's still lines of what you can actually show on television, and like child sex abuse might not be one of them. So we'll we'll see what they end up doing. Game of Thrones. I mean, 
let's not forget that Game of Thrones is the show that ended its premiere episode with a twin brother and sister having sex before trying to kill a child. So, like, it's always been That's sort true. of a um, attempt to push the boundaries of what you can see on TV. And I guess it'll just continue that tradition. Anyway, let's stop yeah, talking about we'll never discuss out. it again um, and keep the trailer <laughs> going. Sounds good. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, we have Colas Valerian, by Steve Toussaint, Toussaint, yeah. I don't know how to say his name. Of course, we have Matt Smith, just talked about him, uh, guy. That shot, can we pause here on Kristen right there, looking all up, all, all doe-eyed? Um, I just need to say, mm-hmm. so we're not going to rewind yeah. to this, but but that shot of Patty Considine where he's like, I can't, you can't make me choose between my brother and my daughter. There's something about Ooh. that that's been haunting me since, since seeing this. And like George hmm. R. R. Martin has talked a few times about loving Patty Considine on this role. He thinks he's one person that really improved on the book material for King Viserys. Sure. I'm so stoked after this trailer to see him. That does sound good. And in his interview too, like he stuck to the kind of fire and blood line of King Viserys. King Viserys is a good man, but a bad king because he wants to please everybody. Yeah. But in the book, he they, they just didn't go too deep into him. He just kind of felt a little clueless. And I think here it'll yeah. be more, he wants to do well, but I, he, he, he just sees things slipping away from him. Um, again, yeah. tragedy. We're going to lean into tragedy in a way that Game of Thrones wasn't. I mean, because Game of Thrones had, I mean, it was so bleak and terrible, but it had these moments of levity that kind of broke it up. Um, this is a more intense story, and, I, and I'm here for it. I don't mind Christian Cole yeah, either, totally. Fabian Frankel. He looks pretty good. I'm looking forward to their little love story yeah. with uh, him and Rhaenyra. Again, another one where yeah. that will take drastic turns throughout the life of this show. Um, so many drastic yeah. turns and- in this show. Totally. And and it is definitely I think it'll be tricky to see how they do like like Game of Thrones balanced its bleak moments with triumphant moments pretty well. And like you Mm -hmm. said, like moments of levity and the dance of the dragons has less um, stereotypically fantasy triumphant like there's no Daenerys fewer. Thank you. There's no Daenerys riding out of the pit of Daznak on Drogon in this story, even though there will I mean, be dragons galore. I mean, like you could like when Rhaenyra takes King's Landing, spoiler alert, like you could if you don't like keep going for the next few minutes, that could feel triumphant <laughs> for the yeah, for the next few minutes. Um, you can, can we find step things. back, Richard. Yeah. Can we step back um, to Rhaenyra and the Kingsguard guy? One more scene. Yeah, right there. That's not bad. Um, you pointed this out. Who Who's this Kingsguard guy? Oh, well, uh, that's uh, Outlander star Graham McTavish, who I don't really know, but I know he's big, uh, playing Sir Harold Westerling, I think, uh, Lord Commander of the yeah. Kingsguard. And I knew it because he's bald. Yeah. And uh, this is probably that scene where Kristen Cole gets named Rhaenyra's sworn sword. For you winning, are, the, you winning are the really good at this stuff. Yeah, yeah, we gotta we yeah, gotta go is. full nerd out on this. House of, of the Dragon yes. is here. If um, we don't, shall who we will? continue? Shall we? Could, it's true. We we, we're doing a, a yeah. We're taking one for the team here. We're going deep on this stuff. <laughs> okay, continue. Yeah, thank you, Beautiful Richard. I, I, I love those wide shots. Oh, I love the mist too. That looks yeah. great. Uh, dragons. We got Rhaenys Targaryen and again the new Iron Throne. Okay, pause it right there on the guy getting poked with a, uh, with a sword in his chest. Who do you think that is? Is yeah, that Damon. Damon or is it Aegon? That's Damon. Okay, that's Damon. I couldn't tell. I think that's... again his face covered in shadow. Yeah, I think just pulling the audience. Damon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let us know what that you would think make out sense, there. I guess. I'm, I think it's Damon when he is still the heir, kind of 
sauntering around acting like the heir um and <laughs> right. here's someone i i warding him off away from the iron throne oh not he's someone got a crown yeah. here oh he has a crown. Yeah. yeah you're right because that's not someone that's harold westerling because the, the reverse shot shows it. so oh, and okay. he will and he wouldn't be around when aegon is that big i don't think yeah so it's and we see Damon. another right. scene right after this where emily carey steps out from behind the iron throne so okay. that so, yeah, kind of it. puts, it's puts the time Cleared frame in perspective. Beautiful. And again, good use of lighting because his yes. face is kind of shredded, but like it's, it's, it's contrast. Like I'm okay with kind of chiaroscuro, like light and dark here. And it's not like when the show is just plunged in darkness. I'm not sure what happened yeah. because this trailer looks better. Maybe they color corrected since It does. Then. I don't know. Whatever, yeah, whatever they did, I'm happy it being done. It. Sorry. Yeah, totally. Okay. Continue. Yep. No. Well, why don't you just step off? Emily Carey as Alison Hightower, lovely. And then and Olivia Cook as older, um, married to the king. The king passes over Ooh. his younger brother. He's unhappy. Ooh, so right in front of the mess. Can we, Ooh, uh, pause there. I love can that Can we one. pause here? Yeah, that totally. Yeah, there you go, there you go. Right there. Oh, so gorgeous. Yeah. Kind of mist in good, the air. Good call. This is uh, Dragonstone. Yeah. Yeah. Good call to, uh, we have a couple of YouTube viewers, Black Eyed Lily and Zozo Lamas, uh, pointing out that that crown Damon is wearing is from when he came back from the Stepstones. Um, he calls himself King of the Stepstones after basically like conquering them. He goes to war there for a while. And yeah, he, he comes back to King's Landing. He gifts his crown to King Viserys and they make up until not too long later because they just have falling out after falling out. And we saw that, that moment. Sibling. Yeah. A, a second back, we saw that moment where King Viserys says he's naming a new heir. And Damon's like, I'm your heir. Yeah. That happens after Viserys's wife dies, basically she dies in childbirth. There, there was a thing in one of the articles about this that talked about how this show is going to do for childbirth what Game of Thrones did for weddings. Ooh, so it did say fair that. warning. Yeah, what there are going to be some mean. Yeah, some childbirth deaths come in this season. Um, Viserys's wife is one of them, and Damon makes some really bad, uncouth comments about it and about the child that died. And that's basically when Viserys says, screw it, and decides to name Rhaenyra his heir. And then he gets mad, and he goes to Dragonstone, which is where this is. This beautiful shot. I believe that's where Mysteria next to him, the woman to his left. Yep, yep. He goes back to Dragonstone. She is pregnant, and he gifts her a dragon egg, which is like Targaryen tradition, but she is given um, to a non basically a yeah. whore. Yeah, they're not married. Um, so this is Otto Hightower coming and taking that egg away. And they send Missaria back to lease, basically. And it does not go well. Correct me in the audience if it's not lease, but I'm pretty sure it is. You are on top of this stuff. I just love the shot. But yeah, I like that. And again, yeah. what he said, uh, Alex asked, do you think they'll make Dragonstone Island bigger and include the village? They might include the village. They might yeah. have to, because I believe that some characters like come from the non-castle part of Dragonstone. Yeah. I think they'll keep the inside looking pretty similar. Like there's a behind the scenes shot in that making of thing where the room where they all decide things looked fairly similar. I, I don't think they'll change that much. Although they are changing things like inside the Iron Throne Room. There are now like these big pillars of like Targaryen kings instead of just normal pillars. So they're... They yeah. are taking some liberties right up to the point of impossibility. Because, like, you yeah. could have taken away pillars and spikes around the Iron Throne in the 200 years since. You couldn't have, like, the Dragonstone used to be bigger 200 years ago, and now it's smaller. So yeah. I think they're going to have to stick 
pretty close lest they run afoul of cannon and make everyone mad. Yeah, I think there's a good chance we'll see a village at some like because sure. we have to kind of hear the, the the rumors and stuff about some of the wild dragons that live there. So oh, completely. it oh, may not be, be this season. Yeah, but I think, you know, over the course of the show, there's a decent chance we'll find sure. out. All right. Continue um, with. Shall we carry trailer. on? That's right. When do you come back? Yeah, what do you make me? Otto. And then Christian Cole, Rhaenyra, still in the throes of young love, talking about it. Love these shots of the throne. It looks great. Eve Best, Arantz Targaryen, educating yep. her young second cousin once removed or whatever she is. Okay, pause it for there. We oh. have the first yeah. appearance of a dragon in the trailer, I think. Uh, on Cyrax the dragon and um, Rhaenyra riding her dragon in the sky. Have a sky. Perfect. Yeah. Um, one cool thing is, okay, 200 years ago, dragons everywhere, dragons at their height. It, it, it's, it's hard to tell, but she's on a saddle. Like back then, back 200 years yes. ago, the Targaryen had this dragon thing figured out and they weren't just um, barebacking like Daenerys had to on Drogon when she had nothing to like put on. They have saddles, they have bridles. I don't know what else they got. They have a whole world of new merchandise to sell, um, like little <laughs> tiny versions for Funko or faction figures or even your own dragon saddle, um, which is fun. Yeah. Uh, That'll be fun to see. And of course, the dragons are a huge part of this. And look, there are a few shots of dragons in here. We'll see them. They are keeping them. Dragons are expensive. Dragons eat money. And there were so many yeah. of them in the show. There are, I think, 17 is what they said in the interview. At least 17. At least 17. Yeah. And uh, there were only three on Game of Thrones. And they didn't really have to start showing them until the later seasons. This show, you got to have a lot. You got to have them quick. And while I'm sure they'll yep. see them, they're still going to try and save money where they can. So this shot looks pretty good, but there are others where they kind of keep it going. And you'll see what I mean. Yeah. Keep them in the dark. 21st, August 21st when it comes out. Ah, the war, the Stepstones War. That's Damon Targaryen and his military campaign. I don't know if that's the Steps. Do you think that's the Stepstones? He has longer hair, which makes it a little harder to tell. How many military campaigns does he have? Does he go on in this part of the story? I put it on pause, Richard. I'm sorry. Um, Fights a lot. That's that's fine. Oh, right there. Um, Damon with his big dragon uh, Caraxes. A little forward when he had like there that thing again. We're kind of in the shadows. What else would it be if it's not the step zones? Because how many military campaigns does he go on? That's one thing. I I'll be straight. I don't know off the top of my head. Oh, thank it, God. <laughs> we have to draw the line somewhere. And Damon mm-hmm. fights a lot of people, but I think yes. you're right. I think he fights multiple campaigns there. So we'll. I'm sure we'll see some of the. I action. think it's like that as his but big yeah. campaign. He goes and does that. I think you're right. And, indulges his um warring side thinking like this is great king training and then gets smacked in the face with reality when his brother would rather his daughter be his heir than his um irresponsible lot of brother but the dragon stuff yeah. that's damon's dragon it's huge it's a little hard to see which i think is purposeful but they're going for it and i like how it's like he's like pushing against damon like how do you kind yeah. of smack a dragon with a newspaper uh and make it go down you don't you don't can you step forward to the next shot richard I think we're going to see him even even nicer and and pulled back. I love all the footage that we get of uh, this shot. I love the footage we got of the dragons in this trailer. Mm-hmm. How I was surprised that Caraxes is as dark as he is because, you know, he's described as the blood worm. He has kind of red scales and it's sure. kind of like hints of red here. Well, I mean, this but, yeah, shot I'm is excited. pretty much all shadow, um, which, again, yeah. I don't blame them for because they don't have unlimited money that they, they, they can't have cur- bright, detailed cracks all the time. I think we'll see a lot yeah. of this when the dragons are around. I think we'll see a lot of like um, kind of in the 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 whole like back two thirds of them are in the cave and in shadow 
where we see Damon. Yeah. Like, I thought that was concept art when I saw it because it's kind of so vagueish, yeah. but I think it's purposeful. And I'm, I'm sure they'll save their real dragon money for when it really counts. But we got to see them. It is a tricky balance they have to watch. Sit. That's right. Come on, Greg. Yeah. Sit. Okay, continue. <laughs> see that? Like, that's good stuff. Like, just fire. We got our two leading ladies. Yeah. My favorite part of the trailer was Allison. Oh, another great shot of the dragon dive bombing. I liked uh, when they had... Oh, oh, pause it on the eye patch, dude. So this is um, a very important character who... Again, um, it's good to see the full range of characters be represented here. So this is definitely Aemon Targaryen. And we know that because Aemon Targaryen has an eye patch, and that guy's an eye patch. He's played by yep. a Last Kingdom veteran whose name escapes <laughs> me. I think Alex Mitchell or something, who played um, Baby Monk, like the little, um, the one son. Oh, God, all the names are escaping me. He was in Last Kingdom, and now he's here. And Aemon he was a is bastard a son of the Yeah, king. bastard son of Alfred. Osford is one. the character's yeah. name. And you're embarrassing me today. And he, I looked this one up because I, because I couldn't let it slide. You, Ewan Mitchell is the actor's name. He's playing Eamon here. I love the, the breadth of the time jumps. So one thing that we found yeah. out recently is that House of the Dragon will not have multiple timelines. It's not going to jump back and forth. Yeah. It's going to be chronological with a few huge time jumps. And Eamon isn't even alive at the start of the show. So the fact that we see him a few times in the trailer is pretty excited. Yeah, Exciting. Exactly. Like Excited. This means exciting. Like this means they get pretty deep into the timeline in season one, and it means that we're going to watch yes. um, the passing of quite a few years in this first season, which I yes. am um, happy about. Couple decades. And Amon is. Yeah. Amon's a juicy role. Like Amon is. I'm not sure who to compare him to exactly. Uh, from Game of Thrones, he is a bit of a wild child. He's very ambitious. He is again a violent one. Smart maybe smarter than his um, older brother, Aegon II, who's the one who's kind of tipped for the throne. Yeah. Rebellious, full of a lust for revenge. Uh, he gets, he loses that eye because of conflict with Rhaenyra's kids. And that never goes away. Uh, his um, bitterness yeah. over that. A bit of a villain or villain adjacent character. But again, in this Definitely. show, villain, I'm not sure if there are like villains like we had in Game of Thrones who are just completely obviously we need to take them down. It's like George R. R. Martin said, in this show, they're all a little more grayer. Like you could call Rhaenyra a horrible villain if you're on one side of things, which is going to be interesting because yeah. I, I don't think there are any like Joffrey, Ramsey, Euron people, maybe some Cersei's. Honestly, Aemond, Aemond is the close one of the closest i think and sure like to a to a ramsey but he, again it's a situation where like as a he, something horrible happens to him when he's a mm -hmm. kid and that really throws him off the deep ends and makes he grows up to be a little more sadistic so it's a good word uh, like you said pe people are are grayer in this uh george r. r martin said there's no aria in this series there's no uh yeah. you know hero you'll root for all the time everyone does awful stuff a lot of people do good stuff but i think amen <laughs> is going to be one of the edgier characters for sure yeah. But again, that's an opportunity. Like those are some of the characters you really get attached to. And some of the ones you just, whether you love them or you hate them, you're excited when they're on screen. So it's a good role and they yeah. want to get going on it quickly. We haven't seen, I, I'm not sure if we've seen all of the the kids, like um, all of the younger uh, King kids or all Renaris kids so. are the strong boys, but I believe they're going to be in here just with how faithful yeah. they've been. And I, I guess we'll see, perhaps they'll cut one or two, but we'll, we'll see as things get closer. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Ah, the two girls and then the two women sitting far apart. How yeah. things have changed. Love that. 
So can we rewind just for a hot second on Corliss there? He in battle. So I'm pretty sure. So Corliss helps Damon in his campaign with the Stepstones. Yeah, that sounds right. So that kind of it lays the groundwork for eventually Damon becomes kind of allied with them. He marries Corliss Valerion's mm-hmm. daughter. Um, so we can't say for sure, but I would bet this is probably in the Stepstones as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So we got some battle stuff going on. Gotta have a couple of those battles for your Game of Thrones faithful. All right, keep yeah. it going. Onward. Almost done. It's taking a while, which is only appropriate. It's a good trailer. My fa- Oh, I love the horsey. My favorite bit. I mean, come on, that's good. The the the, the dragon burning everybody. I, I love this bit. And my, my favorite bit was when again. Allison is. Oh, right there. We got. Uh, can you pause on um the overhead shot of the circle of people in front of the two women, the one trying to kill the other? That's the one. Yeah, oh, that's man. Allison trying to kill Rhaenyra. My favorite bit from the trailer was her confronting Rhaenyra and saying, like, what happened to honor? What happened to, what happened to responsibility? Like, oh, that, I thought that was kind of just, I don't know, rich and juicy and got me where I needed to be got. Again, we've gone over this many times, but Rhaenyra and Allison started out as friends. They grow up into enemies because they both have children and their children hate each other. And Rhaenyra wants the throne. Allison wants her to have the throne. It turns very bitter, very ugly, and very Shakespearean, very proper before the fall, dramatic. And I don't think yeah. when Allison does try to stab Rhaenyra in the book, but considering what happened no. uh, to her kids not long ago, it's not like it's absurd reaction. And no. it just it looks so melodramatic. It looks so good. And someone come to the Harold Westerling sticks around longer on the show than he does in the book, which um, I hadn't heard. But sure, why not? That means they that can looks kill like him, him off. In, in yeah, it does. Shot. It does. Even though I'm, I don't know if he was around by this time it was happening. But although I'm not actually sure, so I don't know. Yeah, we're just gonna go by bald Kingsguard, probably him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this this scene in particular is a real. Mm. I don't want to say it's a callback, but it's a real parallel to what's happened with brand uh not brand aria and sansa and joffrey on the way down to king's landing <laughs> where yeah. cersei demanded the dire wolf be killed and then aria's dire wolf had already escaped so they she demanded that sansa's be killed instead um there's a real parallel presumably we're presuming that's what this scene is where the kids get oh, into it be. and then allison demands that's recompense be made and Viserys is just like come on guys I just want everyone to get along (laughs) and clearly doesn't work because here his his wife trying to stab his daughter in open court which kind of I can't imagine Allison doing that but I'm excited for the scene anyway I figure this scene will be a big one I'm looking forward to this one okay why don't we bring it on home let's Let's do it home stretch yeah see what we really are that's right and then, of course, we got some dragons. August uh, 21st, House of the Dragon. It's happening. It's coming. Get ready. Sit down. If you're, not, if you're standing up. On HBO Max. I, I still think yeah. it's it's interesting that that's just the only marketing they're doing. Like, it's going to be on HBO, but they're using this to push the uh, streaming platform. I mean, I get it. They want subscribers, but it is a, it is a little odd that they can't admit it also that HBO also exists. <laughs> I don't feel one way or another about that. But yeah, August 21st, less than a month. We have taken a lot of time talking about this, obviously. Not yeah. upset about that. Anything else you wanted to hit about House of Dragon before we um, move on to 10 minutes of other things? I don't think so. I mean, 
you know, the just how much they're going to be honoring the source material. I can't remember if we talked about the name thing, but basically Miguel Sapochnik, when they were talking about names with Rhaenyra and Reynas was like, we're going to yeah. have to change <laughs> one of these names. And Ryan Condal was like, we can't. Um, and that is the kind of uh, that made me really happy. And then cry bitter tears about Asha Greyjoy. Always. I'll always ride that okay. um, train. But generally, it really seems like they're trying to be faithful to really George's does. source material. And like HBO is listening to him more because of basically they had some flops when they were trying to figure out the spinoffs, what spinoffs to do and kind of came back around to, well, maybe we need to listen to George a little more. I do think it's really interesting. I mean, as LCH Jeremy says, they'll probably change some stuff like the Allison scene. Yeah. But um, yeah, in, totally. in, because they're, they're, they have to fill stuff out. But in general, they look pretty faithful. Also, it's important to address this always. LCH also asks, where's Mushroom? I mean, he's, he's, there's, he's not here. He's not here. We haven't seen him. There's yeah. no way he's here. They're cutting it. We talked about it before <laughs> just with the um, how that might go a bit far even for someone who wants to push uh, the boundaries, not sure he's not here <laughs> for, for all the giant mushroom fans out there. I think I'm going to have to go without him. I mean, I do kind of, I wouldn't mind a comic relief person. I get why they don't want it to be mushroom, but I don't, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not quite sure how, how, how to feel about that. Maybe someone else will I step wa- into. I kind of wonder if they're going to have mushroom in just like a scene or two. Cause mushroom, he plays up his importance. So like mushrooms there for every important event of the dance of the dragons. Okay. So like, there's always this element of mushroom is making himself out to be way more important and involved than he is. So I wonder if we're going to get like a single scene. Well, yeah. I wonder if we'll get like a single scene of mushroom, like in the background. So like putting him into the perspective of what it would actually be like that mushrooms around. If you're, you know, King Viserys and Rhaenyra and, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I just wouldn't mind having someone to offset the bleak tone they're going for to like crack a joke every sure. once in a while, because I'm not sure anyone in this yeah. cast is a great comedian, but <laughs> maybe they don't think that's necessary. But we'll see what happens when it airs. Um, what you said about the prequel stuff, I did find that very, very interesting because yeah. they kind of laid out what happened, how we got to this point, because apparently George R. R. Martin pitched this show right when he came to them. They're like, we want to prequel to when a spinoff of game of thrones like what should we do he's like oh dance the dragons that's like really because it should be when i heard they wanted to do game of thrones spinoffs my mind immediately went to dance the dragons because it's got all the drama it's got characters who are pretty well sketched out it's got all these huge twists and deaths and turns like it 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 it, it just made the most sense and totally totally agree curiously apparently what happened was they they developed that for a while but they went with a different they went with this blood moon long night show that was really not based on much of anything and pretty invented yeah because they thought it would be more bracingly new and it would sort of blow folks' minds, yeah. whereas House of the Dragon is kind of more of Game of Thrones, but with more dragons, which is what a lot of people wanted. But they wanted to be more risky, which on the one hand, I really yeah. respect that. That's very cool that HBO wants to do something different because, but on the other hand, I just don't think 
Game of Thrones has stopped being in demand. And I, I, I think in this case, it is a better choice to go with just to give people more of what they want rather than trying to go out in this giant limb. But I do think it's cool that HBO's instinct is to try the riskiest, wildest thing, although it didn't work. The pilot, they canceled it. They didn't like it enough. Yeah. Also, I think they got the backlash to season eight and they were like, maybe we go with something more traditional. And they said, listen, George R. R. Martin more. And that's how this kind of came about. But it is kind of cool that they, George R. R. Martin wanted to do this first and he just had to wait a while for HBO to get around to where his mind was and agree with him, but they wanted to go yeah. more risky, but it didn't work out. Yeah. And you know, it's easy to forget, like George worked in television for years. Uh-huh. So like, yeah, he, you know, compared to the average author, who's trying to like be involved in a creative process for a show, it's like, they maybe should be listening to him because he kind of knows how sure. it works more than the average author. So like Ryan Condal is someone who he basically recommended. He was like, he, they he tried working with two other writers first on house of the dragon and it didn't work out and then he picked ryan condal and hbo called the next day and was like hey so you met with george right maybe uh come run our show so there's a lot to be optimistic about here there is and we will hopefully um witness the birth of a new cult phenomenon on august 21st and that is our House of Dragons yeah. section. Daniel, do you want to run through some other stuff in the few minutes we have left of this, the best live podcast on the internet? Sure. Um, I mean, let's talk about what we're watching, I guess, because let's do it. you, you know, you scoffed. You scoffed back in the day yeah. when I brought yeah, up Westworld, did, but did, you did, got did, into it. How is Westworld? So we're both caught up now on Westworld yeah. and it's won you back over a little bit or enough to give it a chance, right? Yeah, Um. Here on this podcast, Take the Black, I have, when Westworld Season 4 is coming along to HBO, I told you, I told an optimistic you, I, I just crapped all over your your, yeah. your 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 joy and said that I thought Westworld <laughs> would probably continue to suck, to continue to be boring and overwrought uh, and just not anything close to what it used to be. I've watched the fourth season. It's quite good. Like, uh, they've turned things yeah. around. Not, I do think it's kind of too late. They got a new showrunner. Did you know that? That's the trick. That, um, that a new showrunner is in there. And I think Nolan oh. and Joy are still part of it. But a new person who I forget the name of is, is the showrunner. And that might have had something to do with it because they've really managed to create a sense of mystery again. They've managed to yeah. make a conflict that I actually want to see played out. That season three thing Same. where they fight a hard to pronounce supercomputer I, 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 it was so hard to care about that. Um, yeah. And the season two thing where all the characters talked in riddles and didn't have any kind of semblance of human motivation, whether they be a robot or human, that's gone. I understand that um, Caleb wants to protect his family, that Dolores or sorry, Christina wants to solve this mystery about her company. It's just so much more immediate than it used to be. And they're pulling off these big twists again that we don't like they had this big timeline thing that we didn't see coming, which has been a long time since they pulled something like that. They've really managed to pull their head out of their ass and give me some entertaining. (laughs) I, I feel like they kind of missed their chance to be a water cooler show like two seasons of mediocre nonsense is too late, is too many to expect people to keep tuning in. But I'm glad they're pulling this off. I'm enjoying the show again. I, I did not think I would be saying that again. Yeah, I I think I kind of agree with you. I think 
you know, Westworld had a lot to prove this season. I think it is proving it, um, but you know, it's got one season left. So if this is the season where it really regains its stride, is it going to be, you know, like a game of Thrones, stranger things level show by next season? Probably not, but it's nice that it feels like it is kind of setting itself up to, to end strong after having, you know, a couple of seasons that were shakier, um, especially season three. I totally agree. Um, The main thing we needed from season three was just to establish what the human world was like so that we would feel more invested when stuff went down on (laughs) season four. Um, Cause yeah, they pulled off huge twists. I have seen episodes five and six at this point. And I will say it, it continues to be pretty good. I'm I'm invested. <laughs> I want to know what's going to happen in the in the back half of the season. I think if you've enjoyed it so far, you're not going to be disappointed by the next two. I'm looking forward For to sure. it. I never thought I would say that. As Nicole, and I agree completely. As Nicole says, it is rare to see a show where five itself after two, after two or last two seasons. Very rare. So yeah, I'm impressed. Super good rare. Again, the new showrunner yeah. has just something to do with it. As for our where was Westworld on our ranking of shows to look forward to, I think it was actually in the middle. I wanted to put it lower, I think but, so. Daniel, but Daniel kept the faith. Although in my defense, I was right that Resident Evil should have been at the bottom of that thing. You um, were. You totally yes, were. Resident Evil is number 12. Okay. Richard says Westworld was eight. 12, which is, you know, it's, 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 it's in the top two thirds. Yeah. Also, you know, uh, as um, far as other things we're watching, I'm, I'm probably not supposed to do this. I've seen some of the Sandman and um, I can't, I can't say Ooh. anything too much. They're being very strict, but um, I really, really like it a lot. Uh, and you're a fan of the comics. I love the comic and the show. Again, I, I don't want to get into trouble, but it, um, it had some, I had some issues, but it really improves. It went on. And I, 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 I think it's doing it's it, it, it's pretty spectacular in places. So that is something to keep an eye on. Cool. Before August. I'm 5th. excited for that. And Robert, I would watch Better Call Saul, but there's also, I'm watching Westworld and the Sandman and um, probably doing the shadows and so many other things. I'll get around to Better Call Saul. There are a lot. Jay over on YouTube asks, did they renew Westworld for five? Not yet, Jay. But the showrunners have been pretty clear that they are hoping that they will get a fifth season. So the jury's out. But if they get one, it'll probably be the end. And perhaps they can actually end well. I, 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 I continue to yeah. be impressed. Anything else Fingers you watch crossed. before we get into our lightning round? The main other thing I've been watching is still the Orville New Horizons, which is still mm-hmm. fantastic. That show, man, I, I don't know when it happened. Every single week, I'm like, how does this look and look better and be better written than like all, all the Star Trek and Star Wars shows <laughs> we're getting like. I don't know how it happened, but the Orville is great. That and Westworld are the two I look forward to every week, which are both pretty good. Um, it's good to be it's it, it's good watching TV now. Don't go outside, just watch TV and you'll be very happy. And that's true. Yeah. Lots of awesome Orville interviews coming to the Women's Coming YouTube page. And there's more on that yes. coming soon. All right, Daniel, shall we hit? Um, and Julie, no, I don't know if the Umbrella Academy is renewed for a new season. I know they want it. I think they want to end it with season four. Uh, shall we yeah. go on to the famous Wick News lightning round where we break down uh, a bunch of smaller stories with our 20 second reactions? I think maybe the time is nigh. Let, right. Let's do it. Let's do it. And again, um, well, not again. I didn't put this in any order. So we're going to figure it out on the fly. Okay. I will. I like well, why don't you um, start with me this time? Okay. So Stranger Things star Noah Schnapp, who plays Will Byers, mm-hmm. has confirmed Will is gay and he does love Mike. I do, do love. 
I love just like the bald of that statement, just like the, just like the directness. Um, he's a Tom Holland of this yeah. franchise. He's just spilling beans left and right. Um, I'm not even sure I believe him. Like I will believe it when I see season five, because they were so hesitant about it in season four, but um, that's cool. I mean, that, that's obviously what they were hinting at. So good. Ace yeah. on season five, hundred things. Yay. I turned on my thing. <laughs> All right. I'm going to over under the, uh, the buzzer on that one. Okay. Daniel, the Obi-Wan Kenobi television series, a fan has edited the six episode Disney plus TV show into a two and a half hour movie. Interested in watching that? Not particularly, but it sounds <laughs> like what it should have been in the first place. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I enjoyed some things about Obi-Wan, but I wondered if it would have been better off as a movie. So I'm curious moderately we'll come way in under time on that one that's sure. all i got <laughs> beautiful that's no problem because we're because we're running against the clock that anyway buzzer all right hit me <laughs> all right christian bale would uh-huh. play batman again and keanu reeves wants to play batman for the first time um would you watch sure. either of those batman it depends when it came out um because there are so many batman movies we got robert pattinson we got ben affleck which and it isn't even that long ago christian bale's into the last time um, so yeah. many, there's so many superhero movies, just probably no, because I, I don't want to like go to see the Robert Pattinson Batman. They're going to kind of Reese Batman in like 15 years. Yeah. I'll see another new Batman movie. Okay. Let's just stick with one for a while. Bam. I can get behind that. We're getting really good at this. You notice this? We are being perfect. We are. Okay. Daniel on, on it today. Game of Thrones superstar Peter Dinklage will play the creator of the Hunger Games. His character is named Casca Highbottom. Not sure about the name. In the upcoming Hunger Games prequel film, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the, the story says it all. Peter Dinklage is in the Hunger Games prequel. I'm not super excited about the fact that there's a Hunger Games prequel about uh, young <laughs> President Snow before he's the president. Um, but if you are into the hunger games, I mean, Peter Dinklage is amazing in everything he's in. So it, it is a huge boon for that production that they have him. Yeah. Rock on, rock on Dinklage. All right. Ah, okay. Yeah. I don't know if I can actually say this one. So Dan, I, I love this story. Speaking for the people here, the boys showrunner, Eric Kripke blasts other showrunners who say they're not making TV. They're making a 10 hour movie. He says, you no, you're not <laughs> that was a good way to um kind of not say the curse word um thank you yeah good for eric kripke yeah fuck you, you you're 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 not making a 10 number you're making a tv show if you have 10 episodes discrete stories that add up to one tv you're making a tv show i know fucker like we're making yeah. we're making a new industrial 10-hour movie format it's not even tv yes it is just make tv Make TV and make us enjoy it. Jesus Christ, how hard is this? Okay, so I'm behind that. Yeah, All right. it's like Hodorowski's doing the television version. <laughs> what I wouldn't give. All right, here's an interesting one. Uh, so it came out from Rolling Stone that, remember the release, yeah. the Snyder Cut movement where everyone was trying to get Warner Brothers to release like a four-hour version of Justice League? How can you There forget? were a lot of bots involved in that movement that were kind of pushing it on social media. And apparently director Zack Snyder was encouraging it even to um, when it got a little nasty and death ready. Yeah. So it's not a great look. Um, They basically found that like the normal amount of bots on any kind of hashtag movement like that is like 
four or five percent and it was like 14 percent for the release the snyder cut um and there were also some very expensive like Times square ads that happened that they thought snyder might have been involved in um you know there's a lot of conjecture but doesn't look great what an interesting little um, speaking of things thing. that mm-hmm. yeah speaking of things that don't look great but maybe look great if you squinted it kind of the right way Netflix lost a mil- almost a million subscribers, mm-hmm. but claim it's it's kind of a win because they expected <laughs> to lose two million and would have if not for Stranger Things. Yeah, honestly, Stranger Things did so well. I thought they might have just gained like four subscribers, but no, they lost a million. Thought that they'd lose <laughs> two million. Yeah, um, they are losing people because of competition, because of saturation, because of the war in Ukraine. They're not in Russia anymore. Um, it's happening. I don't know if I think it'll keep happening because that's just the new we're getting to like a new baseline of streaming, I think. And they're going to have to deal with that. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Totally agree. And finally, sorry, I saved this one for you, Daniel. Um, We got the images from the and I mean, the final, the last ever episodes of The Walking Dead come out later this year. And we have some pictures, including this one of Norman Reedus's Daryl. Does that interest you at all? Like the the end of The Walking Dead for well and good? Um. (laughs) For well and good until like half well, the main yes. cast have their own spinoffs, which we know is happening. Um, it, it moderately interests me. Uh, so I've seen like nine and a half seasons of The Walking Dead. And it it's makes me want to, you know, catch up to see how it ends. It's an investment at this point. You're deep enough in that it's like you want to see what they have in mind for the end. And it's going to be different yeah. than the comics by default. It's going to so. have to be, yeah. I mean, wow. What a show we had. We uh, eat or stream. <laughs> says Julie. Yes. They're going to have to do That's right. Uh, we went over the House of Dragon trailer for like 40 minutes. We got into the miraculous revival of Westworld. We ended with a wonderful, I'm going to say top five, it was lightning round performance. Um, and you know what? We do this kind nice. of thing every week. We're here every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Winners Coming YouTube page on the Winners Coming Facebook page, talking all things TV, mm-hmm. movies, fantasy, sci-fi, et cetera, and so forth forever in a day. Um, we are also available in podcast form wherever you download your podcasts, be it iTunes, Google Play, or whatever you can think of. I'm Dan. He's Dan. We're Dan's. It's a world of Dan's, and you're just living it. See you next time. Bye. Take care. This podcast is brought to you by Fansider. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.